welcome to our next instalment of our Novus podcast. I have an amazing guest with us today, uh, not in person, so it's another one that is very cleverly over Teams. And um, I will do my syllabalac moment and say, good afternoon, what's your name and where are you from? Hi, I'm Ben Burton. Um, I'm loving the intro as, the, as amazing, so <laughs> I'll take that. So thank you very much. Uh, I work for Overbury, the uh, office uh, fit out firm, office and uh, education. You are. Got to say that, otherwise my colleague Penny will tell me off. She will. Lovely Penny. I had a lovely lunch with her a few weeks ago. It's yum. Really nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good. Always good. Perks of doing business development. So what was your role at, what is your role, sorry, at Overbury? So I'm a business development manager. The role is to uh, identify new opportunities and bring them into the business and ensure that there's a kind of win strategy in place for that, working alongside my more esteemed colleagues who do all the hard work, which is writing the bids and uh, the important part, the commercial aspect, pulling together the price. and the design as well, where we get involved in design and build uh, projects. Uh, and then I just sit back and go to lunch and take all the glory. <laughs> Good work, Ben. Good work. So how does Overbury know Novus? Uh, from a project at Stratford College. That's where we does, kind of work yeah. together. Yep. That's where our path um, You're just kind of testing me straight from the off of Candy Room. <laughs> <laughs> no, no that, that's, that's a sign of a good memory um, But you and Chris obviously know each other outside of uh, that project, don't you? Yeah, Chris and I have known each other for many, many years And uh, both on a kind of, well, we ended up hanging around in Lycra as well <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a great way of putting it <laughs> What a beautiful thought <laughs> Yeah, but beyond outside of work, as these there's been various projects. We've been both been kind of working. Well, Chris does work. I was in business development. I don't actually do any work. Um, don't tell everybody that. <laughs> They'll know my secrets. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, Chris is in his sort of cycling, and uh, he's got taken it a little bit more extreme than me when he's uh, in as far as Ironman, which I've got yeah. no interest in doing. Mainly because my other sport of hockey, um, the, the two aren't really conducive because <laughs> it, it's, you know, I'm used to sort of sprinting a few yards, fouling someone, then having a rest, uh, <laughs> um, either being by and substituted or asked to go and sit in the, the sin bin for a little yeah. bit of time, rather than hours and hours and hours of cycling and swimming and running. Yeah, um, endurance. It's, it's, it's different kind of muscle to so mine are kind of fast twitch ones rather than kind of long endurance. So the yeah. two don't really work. No, so um, I wanted to ask you about hockey, actually. When did you start playing? Um, so I grew up out in uh, near near the Welsh border in a place called Ludlow. And uh, no disrespect to my fellow school colleagues, but yeah, a lot of them were kind of farmer bred and... Um, and I was one of the, the the last kids at school to kind of mature, I'll, as I'll put it. Some will say I've never matured. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I used to love playing rugby, but sheer physics meant that those, I was still kind of like, knee-high to a grasshopper and the others were kind of shaving and doing things like that. So as much as I love playing rugby, I just got kind of beaten up a lot. Um Football, well, all my mates played football. I played football for many years, but I kind of injured my ankle several times. And then at the age of 15, we were all armed with sticks and told to go into the field. And yeah, I realised that you know, I was actually kind of quite skilled at it. And also, suddenly, uh, it takes away that kind of physicality because you're armed with a stick rather than just brute force. So, yeah. Although I do... Yeah, I've played quite a lot of my hockey with a kind of rugby mentality, which is, isn't it non-contact? I go, not the way I play. <laughs> so have you spent many a um, match in the sim bin? Uh, I have been known to spend a little bit of time in the sim bin. 
<laughs> As I've got older, it was, a, it was often a way of having a rest. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. I uh, I remember playing in my teenage years and when I hit a poor girl in the face with a hockey stick on her nose, I realised maybe it wasn't for me. It was an accident. Well, but... Or maybe it wasn't for her. It, that's a that's a very positive outlook. That's great. <laughs> so have have you kind of retired the hockey stick for now? Um unfortunately, yeah, due to health issues, um hockey is kind of out the window for I don't know, never say never. No, it's, but that's what I thought you'd definitely say. Definitely in the short term. Um yeah, I, I won't be playing. Okay, so now now that we've mentioned the H word, we'll address the elephant in the room because I'm sure many of our listeners whose path crosses with both of us um, will, one, absolutely adore hearing your voice, will absolutely adore you uh, having the opportunity and opening up on this platform to give what you now strive for. So, Mr Burton, your health. When did it all begin? Um, well, I've always been a very kind of active person. Those that know me, I've struggled to sit still for very long, just generally. And um, yeah, I've played hockey since, well, we were armed with sticks at the age of 15. So I've... Not long ago. Um, yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I've had kind of very success, more so when I've got older that um, I've... Be, I, I was selected for the uh, to ch- trial for the England over 40s and the England over 45s. Uh, I didn't get in, but just to be kind of asked along, and uh, particularly at the 45s, they at one of the um, sessions they called some of the numbers to kind of whittle it down, and I wasn't cold, and I thought, oh, could could be my chance. But I'm a realist that. Um, yeah, you look at the other. I can compete, but you look at others and you go, yeah, they're just better players than me. I'm, and I, I wasn't selected. Um, uh, and then otherwise, I'd yeah, I'd go out uh, cycling. I haven't quite that great phrase of becoming a mammal, <laughs> middle-aged man in lycra. Yeah, beautiful. But unfortunately, look. Um, yeah, all that came to an end in uh, March of this year, um, where. I actually set out on my bike on a Sunday morning to meet one of my very close friends and uh, never made it to the meeting point because I, next thing I remember, I came round in the back of an ambulance and I, from what I know now, to be a major seizure. Okay. That then kind of moved on to being sent for various tests, uh, an EEG, for brain function um that came back as clear which um lots of my very good friends said i should ask for a second opinion because they were like your brain doesn't work correctly um but unfortunately the mri came back with uh a tumor okay so in april this year i was diagnosed with a brain tumor um and then it things kind of happened very fast in may uh, I went for brain surgery or craniopatomy, and this was to do a to carry out a debulking exercise, which they then send off. They take out as much as they can, and then they send off the cells for analysis. And unfortunately, they came back as uh, malignant um, and kind of. Yeah, I always you always think you always knew it would be on a rubbish scale. It was just a case of you know, what end of that rubbish scale it was going to be. Yeah, and I yeah, I was not to be stay confused with um, cancerous of stages because I it was a grade well it is a grade four tumor, which is not different to stage four cancer. Okay. Um, it basically means that it's it's an aggressive, fast-growing one, uh, which part of the reason why I didn't really have too many pre-warning signs, um, other than a major seizure. Yeah. And surgery went 
basically as well as it possibly could because they didn't as i've put it i've called it like a a war analogy Uh, uh, i'm in a war and the first big battle was brain surgery and what they didn't do was destroy all my armies or decimate my armies in the first big skirmish and yeah, my I kind of came round from surgery. All my uh, motor motor functions worked. My eyes, my speech, um, uh, which was a huge relief. Um, Massive, to, I imagine. Yeah, the, the the risks are fairly high, and to, to I then uh, was discharged from hospital quite quickly well a lot quicker than people were expecting me to uh, i then had a six week kind of what's the word convalescent at home for six weeks uh, and then started a six week program of radiotherapy and chemotherapy the chemotherapy it's tablets at home okay and um i cope very well with those radiotherapy made me a bit tired but again nothing you kind of hear of stories having kind of treatment and yeah. fairly horrific, but um, yeah, having an, I wasn't sick or didn't have any weight loss or um, those that know me well know that I was fairly follically challenged in the first place. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's now where the radiotherapy's kind of hit me. It now doesn't grow on the sides of my head as well as the top of my head. <laughs> Designer look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I told my mother about uh, hair loss, she was, oh, poor you. And I was like, well, Lisa, my worries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess um, you were already standing in that queue at the barbershop, weren't you? It's uh, Yeah. You didn't need to, um, to uh, yeah. adjust the look for long. So all I've done is just yeah, set the clippers to short, short rather than short. And yeah, and now. I've gone through that kind of initial um, kind of barrage of heavy duty treatment, i.e. surgery and then radiotherapy and chemotherapy. But now I'm on a rolling uh, 28-day cycle of every 28 days I take chemotherapy tablets for five days. Uh, They're at home. Um, Other than going into hospital for a blood test before each one, uh, thankfully I don't have to go into hospital all the time. Um, radiotherapy was a bit kind of a bit grueling because yeah every morning it would Intense. be get up go to yeah. the hospital and get uh, treated and then come home again and feel tired from from that mm. but yeah. I, I'd, I'd set my benchmark of feeling diabolical um, so anything beyond that was kind of a bonus yeah yeah great way of thinking it do you well, the Ben Burton that I know has always had a very positive mental attitude about anything that you deal with. It's just the way that you are. It may sound like a strange question, but can you believe it's happening to you? Well, I suppose the short answer is no, um, because we we all think we are indestructible. Yeah. And particularly, you kind of, you know, it was, did everything to the max, and it was uh, suddenly a bit of a shock of going, ooh, ah, hold up a minute. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean, um, stop? And, and you do question at times, I've, I've tried not to get into this kind of mentality, but like you question why you or anything like that. And I did wonder, was it due to any kind of lifestyle choices I've made over the years of just, you know, as people know, I like a drink or two, um, and you know, I'm kind of tearing around all the time. Um, uh, I did get I did get hit in the head with a hockey ball a couple of years ago, uh, which broke my eye socket. And I did ask the question of these uh, consultants, and they went, "No, nothing to do with that. It's just bad luck." Yeah. Uh, and why why does anyone get anything at any point or why does anyone yeah yeah exactly i think i think that would definitely you could easily end up in the wrong place at the wrong time at any point yeah i completely agree with that i think that would definitely be my attitude because 
you you are as much as you like a beer and a wine you are so healthy and active you're completely right it can happen to anybody and and it's great to hear that that attitude is still in set with you yeah and it's uh, i'm trying to keep active as i can it's um i suppose it's my wife's been kind of very kind of proactive on uh making us go to lots of places so okay. i've been to devon i've been to the um shore and by sea uh, we've been to a festival um and I think those that would have known me on social media i had a picture with mr motivator I, I have that on my notes then i'm desperate to know about mr motivator <laughs> So this is a, a festival called Camper Calling, which is at uh, Ragley Hall. Uh, it is it, it, it's aimed at families, and yeah, Mr. Motivator was on, and then suddenly clocked. He was out the front having photos, so I was like, "I'm there." <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Yes, I follow you on social media, and it was the best thing I saw the other weekend. I thought you've really made my day. It was great. So and again, he. Yeah, and joking aside about Mr. Motivator, but you kind of go, yeah, life carries on. Just go out, do it. Yes, there's times when I, I do feel tired. And um, I think the worst I felt was um, I, for all the men out there, I, I, I caught man flu. And yes, obviously the concerns oh, with the current goodness. climate was... Um, you think, oh, is it COVID? But no, it wasn't. It was just a, just a well. It was worse not, for us men. It's not just a cold. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the it timed with the back back end after effects of radiotherapy. Oh. And I felt terrible then. And uh, back to what I said a while ago about setting the benchmark of feeling diabolical. I was thinking, hmm, maybe this is how I should have felt for all the rest of the time. Yeah. And it does get you down when you're feeling rubbish, but then it's like, right, it's mind pick over, yourself up. Yeah, mind over matter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So how have the family coped? Um, they've been good. Obviously, I had to kind of talk to my girls, which are 13 and 11, about, um, well, more so that when I was doing the radiotherapy, that uh, I, was, I would be tired and therefore I'd be grumpy, like mummy. <laughs> Hey, you can't pick on Mrs. Burton on this one. It's all hail, Mrs. Burton. She's been an absolute legend. No, she has. She's been absolutely brilliant. And um, yeah, she she's had to. She, she's always been very good anyway. But the damage she's had to kind of step up even higher. Um, I'm not allowed to drive, so just taking the girls to and from uh, various sporting events and they do netball and horse riding. Yes, horse riding. For all the parents out there, you go, why didn't you choose a, che- a cheaper <laughs> pastime? <laughs> oh, crikey. Have you got a garden big enough? <laughs> what, to get a horse? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but even going away, um, yeah, we, we bought a motor home, so she's, she's been driving that. Um, we would go away, she's got to do all the driving. It's the kind of thing that I might have done before mm. because she would then pick up the... I don't know, food food for the children and clothes for the children, all the kind of things I wouldn't think about. Um, <laughs> so she's yeah, basically having to do absolutely everything now. Yeah, it, it's funny, isn't it? it? It doesn't mean that there's certain roles for the wives of a, a family or the dads or the wife or the husband. We just kind of naturally fall into those kind of roles because we've, we've yeah. got a motorhome now as well and, and Chris does the majority of the driving and I absolutely love driving it, but... It just kind of works out that way. I'm sure. Yeah. I think he hides and the it, keys from, from me, if I'm honest. <laughs> and you're right. In, in any relationship, it's one of those things you, you should never moan about what your partner doesn't do, mm. but actually recognise what they do do. Um, and I, really like I still have to remind my wife that, yeah, right, I may not have uh, packed a toothbrush for the children, but I've thought about putting has the car has the vehicle got any oil in or uh, or the or air in the tires or simple things that kind of actually they could be quite a big help. You know, if they don't brush their teeth for one night, it's not going to be. We're not going to break down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, I'm sure you won that one. 
<laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Or you were led to think that you had. Yeah. Yeah. That's, she's ace. <laughs> <laughs> so the girls are coping okay, are they? Yeah, well, they've got a lot going on. Um, because their father-in-law is also uh, undergoing uh, treatment for cancer as well. Okay. Um, and my, well, obviously they've, They've had the whole kind of trauma of not being at school, being at school, not being at school. Uh, my youngest has just started secondary school, um, which, yeah, for all the people listening, if they cast their memories back to something, you you were the big kid at junior school or primary school or whatever you want to call it, to then go in, ah, hold on a minute. Uh, and she is little anyway, so she's even oh. littler. <laughs> oh, bless her. So it really is kind of like looking up and... It's a whole new territory and it's a, it's a whole new chapter of her life, isn't it? Yeah. So it's all those kind of things going on. Um, hence why we've just been trying to do as much as we can with them, keep keep active, keep them busy, keep them engaged. Uh, from my side, it's trying to kind of show them that, yeah, I'm still going, still here. Yeah. yeah. Which I imagine must be hard work because there's all the emotion and everything that's involved with all of that but absolutely right you, you're still here that you, yeah. you're a champion and yeah it, none of us know when our kind of time's up or, no, exactly. and even now i kind of go yes right i've got uh, a, a hideous illness or disease or whatever you, whatever you want to kind of badge it up as yeah but at the same time i could worry about it or i could go uh, and the, the last um, session I had with my consultant, he said, yeah, no, now's the time to go out and enjoy life. Too right. And I could kind of worry about it, but then I could get hit by a bus yeah. crossing the road. Yeah. So. Yeah. Agreed. No one knows what tomorrow's going to bring. Yeah. And just, it's just trying to, for me, it's trying to have that balance of being, getting out and being active. And hopefully I'm going to go out on my bike tomorrow with a friend. Okay. To do a, a bit of biking but um it's trying to maintain that balance where this is the bit i've always struggled with is is to control the inner idiot whereas i just go oh let's go home and and go out for miles and miles and just keep going whereas i have to kind of now go baby steps mm. take it easy i went out on my bike about a week a week and a half ago um but that was the first time I'd been on my bike since okay. March. And those that on follow me on Strava will know that uh, just to make my life even harder, I cycled for the first four miles with my brake on. You plumped I, th- I thought it I thought it was hard work <laughs> <laughs> until I got to the top of this hill and we kind of went to have a rest and I was like, Oh, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the front front brake was binding binding on. <laughs> so I cycled oh, four miles with a no. brake on. I bet you thought, oh, gosh, this is much harder work than I thought it was going to be. And oof. Yeah, I thought, gosh, I'm really unfit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then so, I went, well, I suppose I haven't been on my bike since March. And, yeah. You know, I've spent a lot of time in, in kind of hospital beds or at home in bed or on the sofa. I thought, well, yeah. Yeah. A yeah. little bit of muscle memory and yeah. nice, nice and gently. It was, it was certainly a lot easier on to <laughs> fix the run break. <laughs> Definitely. Now, so Strava, um, yes, you do add a few miles onto there. Now, I know, and I think this is an opportunity to get the message out there and for others to get involved with um, your quest for September. The Burton Bash. Yeah. Yeah, this is something that uh, my three very good friends, uh, Adam, Will and Andrew, that's calling his proper name, Pelly, <laughs> uh, kind of came up with uh, to support me, but to also kind of raise awareness of this kind of terrible disease and also raise money for the brain tumour charity. Okay. Uh, but it's also to bring family and friends to kind of inspire people to be active because I think, you know, some of my recuperation has gone so well because I was in a, 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 a good physical condition. I wasn't some kind of elite athlete, but 
Tony I was pretty Bravo. fit. Hoo ha hoo. Four. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I think I think my wife actually thought that the clinical specialist nurse fancied me to start off with because she she kept she kept saying, "Could you really fit?" Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you really fit, and kept going on about it and how the, the professor of oncology dealing with me um, was going to throw the kitchen sink at me, but because I was physically fit and able that he that he could throw as much as he possibly could at me to try and give me my be- the best chance. That's amazing. Um, and if I wasn't physically fit, it might have been a different story because I'd have to go a lot, uh, a lot more calm at it. And so this, yeah. So the Burton Bash is their aim is so my original hometown is Ludlow. Yep, nice place. Yep. Um, and I currently live uh, in Leamington, well, or just just outside Leamington near Warwick, and. Is to cycle castle to castle okay. and back again. And so they're going to cycle uh, one way on the Saturday and then cycle back on the Sunday. I'm My intention is to try and do as much as I can, but there is a support vehicle because I have to be mindful that, and as you talked about muscle memory, it's, it's the other bits. Um, I know when I've done some longer cycle rides before, uh, it's like I've been cycling along no-handed, and people are like, oh, show off. I'm not showing off. It's my neck's killing me. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm just sitting upright because my neck hurts. And uh, all those that um, have tried a long ride without doing any training, uh, yeah, without going into too much detail, but the undercarriage. I was going to say the chafing springs to mind. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ouchie. And, and not. Yeah. Not always chafing in the undercarriage. It can happen in other places too, which yeah. is a nice so surprise. Things that just haven't been toughened up because I haven't been out on my bike enough. Yeah. So, yeah, me going for a 15-mile, 20-mile bike ride tomorrow is not really going to give me chance because this is um, the when it's 9th and 10th of October, okay. which isn't far away. No. Um, but otherwise, what we've also been doing to make it more inclusive is the, the strap line was uh, give 10 for Ben, which is to get people, even if you just, rather than thinking, set a challenge and somebody said, well, I'm not a cyclist. And you go, or I'm not an elite athlete. And you go, it doesn't matter. If you go out and do 20 minutes, half an hour run, and it doesn't even matter if you've only run like round the block yeah. as long as you've gone out and done it uh, and they're trying to log up like hours on Strava and um, and it's all yeah all for raise awareness of the uh, terrible disease but also to um, yeah, raise funds for the brain tumor charity okay so how can we if we would like to donate how can we do that if you go to uh, www.burton.com bash dot club okay uh, that will that will give you my full kind of story about what's happened which i've kind of talked about yep. um and uh, then there's a there's a link to the uh is it called um, gofundme page okay just giving just giving. that's it gotcha yep so listeners when um, when we air ben's story and the podcast we will add that link onto the social media page but in the meantime just head on over to that uh, site and and pledge whether you whether you're pledging money to the just giving page or pledging time to get your health and fitness into a better position is great because i think ben will agree your health is your wealth yeah and that's the main one yes if you can donate financially fantastic um and any every little bit helps if you if you can but I, I'm aware that there are hundreds and thousands of charities out there all kind of desperate for money, particularly having gone through the pandemic when people haven't been able to go out and do stuff. Um, but what you kind of talked about there is just, yeah, pledge some time. Yeah. And if it gets people up and out and active, then that, that, that's that's what it's about. Because um, ultimately, you know, if you do have a, a health issue, if you're in 
a good physical state, your recovery will be so much quicker. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be an elite athlete, but just keep yourself fit. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. And um, for some people, much like myself, lockdown, lockdown lardy pounds were attached in certain areas of my body. And, and it's finding that motivation to go back out can be very difficult. But sometimes when you're inspired by someone else's story in order to have those little achievements, then choose this one right now. Yeah, and then that's it. If people can go, hold up on it, if Ben can go out and cycle his bike after having brain surgery, radiotherapy, and, uh, and still be on chemotherapy, uh, and if he can pull himself together to do that, then I, I can get up and get off the sofa and... And it doesn't have to be, you know, run a marathon or something ridiculous like that. It's even, even if it's, I know there's the big kind of push on the catch to 5K, but yeah. it's just, it doesn't matter what, whatever your thing is, whether it's going for a walk, a swim, a run, or just there, there's done. a whole range of different activities, but it's more around doing more than just sat on the sofa. Yep, definitely. And what more can you say than that? If If Ben can do it, Anyone can do it. So I, I take my podcast imaginary hat off to you, Ben. Uh, very, very, very inspiring. So slightly getting away from this conversation that has now kind of adopted you rather than you adopting this ferocious disease. You strike me as a bit of a superhero right now. But if you could be a real life superhero... What would Oof. you be? <laughs> I suppose it would have to be one that flies. <laughs> okay. Would you wear your pants on the outside of your trousers or on the inside? Uh, what, you mean you've got to wear pants? <laughs> yeah, afraid so. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely on the outside. Okay. And those that know me are flamboyant, so it would have to be like sparkly ones as well. Oh, oh, I bet. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in certain areas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So you've spent a fair bit of time at home recently and loving the house. What would Mrs. Burton say about your uh, house husband skills now? Uh, probably say they've improved, but um, uh, and it's one of these. Uh, I like to kind of make uh, a joke out of kind of adversity. And um what I often say to people is I've got the best excuse for not doing something. <laughs> yeah, you bugger. It, it, it's, it's like, have you done the dishwasher? Oh, sorry, I forgot. Brain surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I know I shouldn't really joke about these kind of things, but <laughs> that's just my kind of coping mechanism. Oh, but you'd have to. Sorry, playing the brain surgery card today. <laughs> yeah, have you, have you done this? No, I forgot. Brain surgery. Yeah. Um, who would like the biggest piece of cake? Oh, well, that's me. I've had brain surgery, don't you know? Yeah. Well, like we're talking of cake and things. So, um, again, again, those people who kind of know me really well know that uh, I actively dislike chocolate, as in I can't stand the stuff. Oh. Um, yeah, which yeah, I normally get, first of all, I get the first uh, reaction is, like, they look at, they, I've just come in from, like, out of space or some kind of weird freak. And they're like, what? You don't like chocolate. Uh, and then some people go to phase two, which is, wish I didn't like chocolate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd probably say that one first, actually. So would you yeah. say you're more of a savoury man then? Oh, definitely, yeah. What's your favourite packet of crisps? It would have to be uh, French fries, Worcester sauce. Oh. Or followed by uh, Monster Munch. Pickled onion. Now they don't make monster munch like they used to, though. Oh, see, you can't say things like that. You show your age. And well, <laughs> you know, back in the day, they were amazing and they were huge. But was that just because you were smaller? No, no, I've always been <laughs> greedy. I happened to be watching a crisp program recently, and it dawned on me. So I always thought the monster munch were, when in your mouth and you could pretend that they were like the fangs and and all of that yeah. but then someone made me realize that they were actually the monster's feet and I'd which is it. yeah one of those things you when you discover in life 
something which you believed in for such a long time it's kind of fairly destroying isn't it, it? You're like, what? no yeah. and then i had to kind of get over the fact that i've been putting feet in my mouth I thought, yeah, just no Laura, it's crisps. That's all it is, it's just crisps. Don't no need to panic. So are you a bit of a chef at home? Do you do much cooking? Um how am I gonna answer this one? I'm the I basically don't get to cook because he it irritates my wife because she says I don't want to eat at ten thirty at night. Okay. Because I would wait uh, what I do is I wait, think, oh, I'm hungry now. Then think, oh, what what can I cook? I will then read some like uh, cookbook magazines or literature and find something, and then think, ah, oh, I now need to go to the supermarket to buy these <laughs> materials. Uh, then go off to the supermarket and go down every single aisle just in case I see something I might like. Um, get sidetracked in the alcohol aisle. Need a second trolley. <laughs> yeah, then come then come back and um, one of the, the other frustrations my wife has. You know, I, I'm I have, I'm very neat, as in if I'm going to be slicing things, they've got to be exactly the same width, shape, diameter. Oh God, and, Ben, no. And and if you're i can see you there again all you can see is the clock ticking going round and round going it's getting later and later and hence why it's like no i'm not letting you cook because i'll just (laughs) no so it's not a case of i won't cook or can't cook it's more just my wife doesn't want to eat late at night Well, I'm I'm quite surprised. Well, no, actually, I'm not surprised by the neatness, but oh, that would that would rattle my cage. That would, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I'm used to eating late, you know, just because of typical construction world lifestyle yeah. timings. But I can't be bothered with peppers and onions and mushrooms all looking the same. No, yeah, we've got to be perfectly chopped to the right diameter. You're weird, Ben Burton. <laughs> well, tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't get me started on lettuce. God, blimey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and if we're talking about eating, then this is something I of, often get uh, kind of talked about when people are out and breakfast. Okay. Discuss. Ah, okay. Let's so, discuss. And, and again, this is back to where I have slight kind of um, control issues about numbers and packaging and things so uh for breakfast i will always i, I will always have six weetabix and people go six i used to eat like eight or twelve when i was a lad and those that know me you know you're hold on a bit, you're not a 25 stone man you're 12 stone how, how do you eat that many um but i always have six and the reason is is because there's 12 in a packet and if you <laughs> If, so, if someone takes one out, it just completely like, messes with my head. <laughs> I've got, I've got, so six is, it just, it just works. Okay, so you wouldn't think four, you know, and, and make it last three meals or anything like that. No, 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 just it just messes with my head. <laughs> Do you have your own supply of Weetabix in the house that no one else is allowed to touch? Uh, no, my my youngest eats tons of Weetabix as well, and I, I eat. Life's little regret is why did I not take out shares in Weetabix yeah. when I was a lad? Yeah, I must definitely. have millions of things. Why have you not now? Oh, I know. Never mind then. I'm going to do it. <laughs> but I still, yeah. So I normally have that around seven thirty ish in the morning. Um, by ten thirty, I am starving, and yeah, I normally have to have a couple of slices of toast and a banana. How can you possibly be hungry after that? After eating six Weetabix? That's amazing. It hardly touches the sides. So is this why you um, are so good at business development? Because you always want to go somewhere and eat? Yes. Well, yeah, fully trained eating machine. Yeah, you, you certainly are. That is just, that's unreal. That is some metabolism. And there is nothing on you. Which I'm <laughs> so... <sighs> you know when to go off someone, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he eats like a horse. Doesn't like chocolate. Yeah, 
God, blimey. Um, I actually thought you were going to come out in sympathy for me and my breakfast habits then because um, I've had this conversation with a few people on podcasts, actually. So when you have a, a cooked breakfast yeah, and you've got, let's say, for argument's sake, bacon, sausage, mushroom, black pudding, beans and egg. There is no yeah. way in the world that my egg can go anywhere near my beans. I have to put a sausage dam in the way or a toast bridge, whatever, whatever's kind of there. A lot of places put your beans separately now, which is perfect for me because yeah. I like beans and I like egg. I just do not like them in the same mouthful and I don't like them to touch each other. Does that uh, make I, me weird? I, 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 I can relate to that only through my daughter, who's, yeah, she'll eat, like most things, but uh, if things are touching on the plate, it's like, oh, I'm again, you're about to shove it all yeah, in. Yeah, it goes in the same. It's definitely going to be touching in your mouth, so what's the, what's the problem? <laughs> but we all have our little oddities. We do, we certainly do. Yeah, uh, it's a big, big no for me on that, definitely not. I'm the same with um, smoothies. I'll eat a banana, I'll eat a strawberry, but not together. And especially if I have to drink it, not a chance. But I, yeah. I'll have a strawberry daiquiri or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. The alcohol yeah. kind of changes That's... everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what, what's next on the holiday list? Um, next is uh, we're going to Devon uh for the school october half term okay great yep of course because school is back yep yeah so we're going down with some friends and we're not going in the motorhome this time just in uh one of the chalets so there's that but work-wise i'm on a, this phased return to work yeah and um obviously everyone that's connected with you through work will probably listen to this how are you feeling about going back to work Kind of excited, yeah, kind of apprehensive all at the same time because I don't know how my kind of energy and tiredness levels are going to go and yeah. trying to kind of balance, uh, particularly when the, the cycles of chemotherapy tablets, because they do ultimately, they're heavy duty chemicals and you, you're I'm filling my body with them and then trying to uh, maintain normal kind of activity. Yeah. Um, and I've already had all the jokes. I'm starting off on two days a week and yes I've already had it well so they've upped your hours <laughs> that's more than you I'll did cross before. that one off my list <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually going to be in the office well that makes a change yeah <laughs> I do have the slight problem of getting to the office um, because I can't drive and yeah. the office is at Fort Dunlop but going into Birmingham is fairly easy. Just jump on a train and I can go and see people. But it's uh, um, actually getting to the office. I'm going to have to rely on probably sort of colleagues picking me up yeah. at various points, whether it's Birmingham International or you know, if there's a will, there's a way. So Yeah. And, they can pretend um, they like you and, and welcome you back and pick you up. Uh, they, 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 my, as far as work, and I will plug... Uh, kind of how great Overbury been both at oh, a kind absolutely. of business corporate level but also at a kind of local uh, colleague level I've just yeah. been nothing but fantastic that's really lovely um, yeah and he, he, in these kind of turbulent times of kind of not knowing what's going on he, he, just that support has been brilliant that's really lovely to hear I didn't doubt that that would be the way anyway but when you hear it out loud and it acknowledges what you were thinking it's really lovely because being part of a team and having that team have your back is so important yeah. in our world and sometimes you just not every company has it it's great to hear and it, yeah it just just helps me kind of get over that point of returning to work but uh, well it's, it's an odd one i've been because i've been signed off until October and um, I've actually had it a few times with colleagues where I've I'll call it still been working yes. but I've had to kind of sign emails off with defo not working yeah <laughs> yeah I, I will have come across a lead or some information or mm. a project and 
yeah, I did actually, whilst I was lay on my intensive care unit bed, um, I got contacted by somebody uh, who didn't know of my plight. Right, um, okay. Dream about a project. Um, it was actually for the uh, the southern office, uh, so it was a job in Reading. And, yeah, I, I'll call it I delegated, but I uh, sent an email whilst lay on my intensive care unit bed. And, yes, I did get in trouble by from my wife and <laughs> quite a few other people again. Every, yeah, everybody. What's working? I was like, well, I wasn't really, really working, but you, you can't take away that part of the business development role, which is um, yeah, knowing people and yeah. having relationships and that – uh, Aaron came to me because that's who he who he knows. Yeah. Um, he his role had slightly changed. He was unaware of. He knew I'd moved to Overbury, but I didn't have my new contact details. So that's why I went through LinkedIn. Yeah. And uh, and that's the the power of LinkedIn. It's it kind of so I was able to kind of pick that up and then get in trouble for working whilst on my intensive care unit bed. Have you have you seen Aaron since or spoken to him probably many times since that moment? I haven't uh, spoken to him as much, but I, I am going to have a proper catch-up with yeah. him once I'm back in October. Because I imagine he will still be kicking himself for, not that he was expected to know, but for not knowing, and I bet he probably cringes. <laughs> but, but people didn't know, and it's... It wasn't one where I'd kept it a secret. This wasn't as though I'd got some dodgy rash and I was waiting for some cream to clear it up. Not again. Not again, anyway. Um, But at the same time, I hadn't stood on the top of a hill and broadcast it to the world. Uh, Yes, I'd been diagnosed with a brain tumour. Yeah. And it was all just kind of, you know, that, yes, some people will have heard through uh, word of mouth and things but because people haven't been going out to events you you, you don't see people and you don't get that that kind of we'll call it industry gossip yeah yeah and it's it happens without whether you want it to happen or not doesn't it you know because yeah. there, there was a, a spate of time where i was going to the odd thing pro, like a networking type thing and people would say oh do you know about ben burton and i'm thinking oh and i just go oh don't know what you're on about because you just don't know who knows what and this that and the other and it it wasn't it wasn't like they were gossiping it was the people that had said it to me it was through genuine care because there there will be hundreds and hundreds of people out there that genuinely care because you're a bit of a popular guy ben thank you very much blushing can't see that on the podcast it's all right i got my fingers crossed <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. But as as you know, I, I went along whilst I'm not officially back at work. I went along and helped host the Overbury drinks reception at the Grand yeah. Hotel, uh, and it was difficult there because I hadn't broadcasted it, mm. it on well, from, from anywhere really yeah. um, about my uh, health situation. I had people coming up to me, "Hi Ben, I'm sitting for ages. How are you? Are you well?" And that's an awkward conversation. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of go, do Jump you know? <laughs> and then, you, yeah, how are you? <laughs> Not very good, really. <laughs> Come and take <laughs> you, a seat. Where you do you start? Want to, you don't want to put a dampener on the conversation. No. And it, it's... But at the same time, we, I have to be honest with people yeah. and say, yeah, actually, yeah, I'm not running at 100% because here tonight and I was out and it was just brilliant standing next to my kind of work colleagues and being there and uh, just catching up with so many people and it was just yeah. fantastic good good that's that's really nice to hear because uh, i heard that you popped your head in at bipin as well uh yeah i'd um literally a five minute my new colleague joined so i'd actually gone to meet my some other colleagues and uh this new guy andy tricky for breakfast and i thought well i'll just i'll just say hello <laughs> yeah. and they were probably like, no come on time to go now well it, it comes to something when um uh, prit from primitivos she, she was like ben you've got to be take it easy yeah. go yeah. home <laughs> no, that's good. and they've probably said that to you a few times before but just in a different context <laughs> yes yeah no, no, normally like a closing time at the end of the yeah. night <laughs> yeah picking you up off the curb um, 
I do ha- I do have to um say this because uh, it was very funny at the time. So Penny introduced me to your uh, new colleague. Yeah. Because I'd I'd spotted him about five minutes earlier and had to do a double take. And so Penny introduced uh, and I said, Penny, I have to ask, is there like a um a certain look and feel when you um apply for positions at Overbury? You know, right, <laughs> tick, white shirt, tick, no hair, tick, smile. Oh yep. Yeah. Great. Perfect. No, even I was like <laughs> I've got a carbon copy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was slightly confusing, but but really good to to see everybody at the same time and, and meet the new guys. And I am really looking forward to you coming back into the city. I think breakfast is on the cards. Penny's gonna have a chat and it'll be really yeah. great to spend some um time in your company physically. Good. And yeah, I, I've not being kind of a, a power, I, I'm probably going to have to rely on you for uh, intel and gossip and what's going on because I haven't, I'm, um, you know, being out of the picture since March, you suddenly go, you know, what's happening? Who's who's doing <laughs> where? And, yeah. And and there'll be a queue of people wanting to do that with you. They will, which, which will be very, very nice for both parties, I would imagine. But um, but just build your wish list because there'll there'll be a queue with you only being in the office for two days a week. Yeah, and he, yeah, and it's back to that. I've got to do baby steps of yes. building myself back up slowly rather than just the old me, which is just charge along and yeah. Yeah, definitely. So once again, it's still September. Everybody can join the Strava uh, page and moving a, that little bit more get moving in september support the castle to castle ride and wish you lots and lots of luck with that you'll do great and if if you do one thing after listening to this podcast listeners is just check out the brain tumor charity thank you chris for editing <laughs> and just kind of you know take a look take a step back think about that moment and if you can give yourself some health time, brilliant. And if you can make that financial donation, I'm sure Ben and his family would really appreciate that. Yes, no, no, that'd be fantastic. Well summarised. Ben, have you enjoyed the podcast? I have. It's been brilliant. And Thanks. thank you ever so much for inviting me on. And audience that just get out there and get active. Yeah. Do it with friends, family. Don't just do it as a solo activity. Yeah. Make it fun. Be with people. Yeah, definitely. Get off the sofa, do something different. Absolutely. Ben, thank you so much for your time today. And maybe there'll be a part two to this podcast if uh, we can persuade Mrs. Burton to um, give us some of her precious time. (laughs)